for future economic trends. This is BizTalk. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. My name is Michael Wong. The Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership has come into force. The free trade deal lowers tariffs, it improves market access, it boosts investment, and much, much more, and has major implications for deeper regional economic integration. So, have we entered a new era of global trade increasingly defined by the dynamic economies of Asia, specifically of East and Southeast Asia? Well, to talk more about this, we are joined by Michael Chai Wanchu, a Secretary General of the National Chamber of Commerce and Industry of Malaysia, as well as by Wing Tu, Head of Business Advisory Section of the Research Department at the Hong Kong Trade Development Council. The Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership Agreement was approved in November 2020 by the 10 ASEAN nations plus China, Japan, South Korea, Australia and New Zealand. The formation of RCEP was a lengthy process. It took eight years, 46 rounds of negotiations and 19 ministerial conferences to complete. Let me begin by asking you both the same question, and that is I want to help our audience understand one thing, because we have 15 countries with vastly different development profiles and per capita GDPs. They are able to come together to agree on RCEP. So help us understand how RCEP was made possible and how member states were able to maximize, I would say, the win-win elements of RCEP and manage their differences. Thank you. Uh, I think this is precisely what, why it took a long time for RCEP member to, to have many rounds of discussion and negotiation. But uh, it's not really like starting from scratch. Uh, this is actually the amalgamation of existing free trade agreement between the ASEAN and the existing partner uh, in RCEP. The different economic system, different uh, development, economic development, and a different scale of economy. The, the, these differences are eventually reconciled by specific exemption and carve-outs. And each has a different time span for the tariff reduction and elimination of the base rate. For example, for, uh, for tariff uh, reduction uh, concession, some will take 10 or 20 years to come to the, 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 that level. Yes, and I always feel like this really is sort of a shining moment for multilateralism to show that really multilateralism and free trade can still indeed work uh, despite the forces of protectionism, trade protectionism that we may see in the, uh, in the global economy these days that, you know, a grouping like this can still work when it comes to free trade. Yes, the world is right now actually full of the distortion by the, uh, the protectionism, as you mentioned. But uh, I want to address one thing is that the difference indeed is among the keys for the further cooperation. Because of the differences in uh, like the resources and in differences in economic structures, that's why the 15 members can come together to form a regional supply chains by utilizing their different comparative advantages. Uh, I can give you some uh, figures uh, obtained from the United Nations mm. uh, for the whole Asian region. Uh, it's already account for uh, over half of the world's uh, industrial uh, manufacturing activities. And if we uh, just uh, concentrate on the 15 RCEP members, they also already account for 40% of the world total. This is because the countries have been uh, using their own comparative advantage. Uh, further liberalization under the RCEP is set to further such development in the next decade. 
and the members can uh, cooperate with one another by utilizing further their own advantage uh, under the RCP context. Mm. Michael, I want to ask you, do you think RCEP can be a game changer, not just for regional trade, but also for global trade? Yes, I think it can. Uh, RCEP is the largest FTA uh, in the world. And uh, at this moment of time, uh, there seem to be two areas of trade. You know, One is to globalize and the other one is deglobalize. Mm. I think uh, for trade, uh, purposes, RCEP is a game changer because uh, it has the world largest uh, trade area. Just now Wing say, uh, it's also served as a catalyst, uh, not only to spur the regional, but also the global trade post the pandemic. The RCEP region will be the hub of global manufacturing base and supply chain, and the production and consumption of goods and services in that area will boost expansion of global trade. So it's a game changer because uh, we have the US-China trade conflict and uh, many hesitation as to what to do. Actually, in the last, uh, I would say, 10 years, there's not much development in globalization. Mm. It's all about uh, supply chain disruption, uh, you know, but with RCEP, you can see that the engine, the new engine of growth coming from the ASEP country. Yeah. So I think it's a game changer. Coming up next, by eliminating tariffs on 92% of goods over the next 20 years, RCEP will create a free trade zone covering nearly one-third of the world's population and GDP. One of the most significant changes under RCEP is the creation of common rules of origin for the entire block. The changes to the uh, trade rules supply chains uh, or the tariff, I'm quite sure that they will adopt different strategies to, to tap into these new opportunities. Three hundred sixty degree profiles of industry movers and shakers, tech mavericks and policymakers. We drill down on their success. We ask how they set strategy and how they navigate in an increasingly competitive market. Real talk, real business. Join the conversation. Biz Talk, only on CGTN. RCEP will reduce tariffs to zero on 92% of trading goods within the next 20 years. At least 65% of the region's service sector will be fully open to foreign investors, with the Free Trade Pact making sure regulations are transparent as well. By bolstering economic integration and creating more efficient supply chains within Asia, RCEP is expected to boost global GDP over the coming decade. Wing, let me dissect the main highlights of RCEP. So tariffs on over 90% of merchandise trade in the region will be eliminated in 20 years. RCEP also unifies the patchwork of FTAs in the region under a single rule of origin, which will allow far more products in a much easier manner to qualify for tariff concessions. So Wing, what does that mean for regional supply chains? Expand on that for us, as well as deeper regional integration. Uh, indeed, from the angle of exports, uh, around 40% of the goods exported from the 
15,000 members uh, has already uh, uh, been shifted to the so-called export market, which are actually the members themselves. Mm. And if we look at the import angles, over half of the imports by the RCP member are actually originated from other RCP member themselves. So that we can see that there's already a very close inter-regional uh, supply chain relationship. And the uh, implementation of the agreement will uh, strengthen such relationship further as most raw materials and intermediate goods in particular will be able to move freely without any trade barriers or tariff un under the RCP provisions. Uh, Michael, I want to ask you something else that I believe is quite special for RCEP, and it's something called accumulation rule. And if you could explain to us and our audience the significance of what this accumulation rule means for businesses in the region and under RCEP. Yes. Uh, in fact, Michael, one of the most significant changes under RCEP is the creation of common rules of origin, mm. the RO, for the entire block. Once implemented, RCEP country will only require a single certificate of origin. This will allow company to easily ship product between RCEP country without needing to worry about specific rule of origin criteria in each country for each manufacturing step. No matter where you get the raw material or, or intermediary material, a common rule of origin for RCEP block will lower costs for company with supply chain that stretches throughout Asia and may encourage multinational that export to other country to establish supply chain across the block. The block. And to follow up on that, Wing, I want to ask you, RCEP products need to see a regional content value of no less than 40% in order to qualify, right, for preferential tariffs or zero tariffs. And I want to understand, relative to other FTAs around the world, how competitive is that? Based on what I've seen, that seems like a relatively competitive floor versus, say, the USMCA wing. Oh, yes. Actually, under the RCEP agreement, all members agree to uh, adopt one set of rules of origin, the regional value content of less than 40%, as you mentioned, which is actually on par with most of the existing FTAs among the RCEP members. In addition to the accumulation rules mentioned by Michael, the RCP have all, has also introduced certain provisions that are either on par with or even better than those of the other uh, FTA arrangement. Well, uh, the RCP allows its calculation by using the either the so-called uh, build-down formula or the build-up formula uh, with the indirect materials treated as the original uh, originating items, thus creating more uh, flexibility. Business will find it easier to have their products uh, meet the RCP origin requirement for in order to enjoy the preferential treatment. Uh, Wing, I want to come to you because the RCEP, of course, it's not just about merchandise trade. We will also see significant opening of the region's service sectors for investment by member countries as well, don't we? Oh, yes. At least 65% of the service sectors uh, will be fully open to uh, foreign investment and greater foreign shareholdings will be allowed. Uh, Members will generally take on a negative lease approach, whereby unless uh, exceptions uh, have been uh, specified, uh, the members will grant uh, the same market access to foreign service providers uh, under the so-called uh, national treatment. Uh, the provision to ensure the uh, fair market access without the discrimination uh, will surely 
uh, reduce the business risk for foreign investors. Mm. So, Michael, how do you see RCEP making intra-regional investment uh, a little bit easier, perhaps much easier? So how do you see RCEP uh, strengthening intra-regional investment? Well, regional investment may increase further as uh, RCEP prohibits specific performance requirement that is common uh, uh, before, such as specific percentage of domestic content or requirement of a technology transfer has been made on investor as condition for market access. So greater market access and uh, trade support, trade facilities will open up more inter-regional investment. So it will be much easier to invest without worrying about this specific performance uh, in the domestic market. RCEP also provides a comprehensive chapter on e-commerce for the region. It intends to create a conducive environment for electronic transactions to promote cross-border e-commerce. The e-commerce provisions of RCEP are expected to support small and medium enterprises in the region by boosting their ability to participate in the digital economy and tap new market opportunities. Something also very special about RCEP, Michael, is there are provisions designed to boost e-commerce as well. So what does RCEP say about boosting e-commerce, Michael? Yes, uh, this chapter is very unique. Uh, when we look at TPPA, they also have a chapter on e-commerce, but that was very simple. But uh, the e-commerce chapter of RCEP, it features initiative that encourages uh, SME, uh, small medium enterprises, to participate in the growing digital economy and leverage opportunity in online cross-border selling. Uh, the new deal makes way for a uniform system facilitating paperless trading and digitalized solutions such as electronic signature and digital authentication. That means RCEP facilitates signing of online contract, authorization of electronic payment, conclusion on online transaction, creating greater access to our asset market. Adopting this uh, cross-border paperless trading can potentially reduce transaction costs and help the SME create a seamless digital experience for customer. So digital trade is expected to further accelerate in the region uh, on the back of vibrant cross-border e-commerce activities, rapid consumer adoption of a digital lifestyle, further development of digital infrastructure, and strengthen regional cooperation led by RCEP. Yeah, and I can imagine the e-commerce element of RCEP, Michael, that will definitely be a boon for small and medium-sized enterprises. But how else does RCEP help smaller businesses? It will ease taxation and transaction costs through the reduction or elimination of tariff and non-tariff barrier, as well as ease of regulatory. Mm. And uh, there will be wider market and new markets for goods and services, business and investment opportunity, access to a wider supply of raw material, intermediate inputs for use in the production of goods and services, integrate with the regional and global supply chain through the supply of production of goods and services. It seems like RCEP will not only increase intra-regional investment, but also attract businesses from around the world to expand their footprint in the region as well. What do you think, Michael? You know, the non-RCEP members, who are the trading partners of the 15 RCEP members, mm. can use RCEP as a platform for them to expand their footprint in the region. Coming up next, 
China is every member's largest trading partner within RCEP. China's participation will have a significant effect on global value chains and trade balances. Together with the RCEP, with the uh, more trade liberalization, uh, this will certainly strengthen the supply chain relationship between China and other Asian economies you know, for the next few decades. For non-RCEP member can really make use of RCEP to tap into even the Belt Road Initiative uh, promoted by China within RCEP, but it's outside RCEP. The General Administration of Customs of China reports that trade between China and the 14 other RCEP members totaled 1.72 trillion US dollars in the first 11 months of 2021. That accounts for 31% of China's total foreign trade value. China is an original party to the world's largest free trade agreement and was among the first to ratify the pact in April 2021. Uh, I want to touch upon specifically RCEP in China, and we, I want to ask you, how does RCEP further amplify that market access opportunity into China? Oh yes, China right now is uh, one of the uh, important uh, consumer market, and at the same time, one of the uh, biggest uh, industrial market as well, especially uh, right now uh, with the implementation of the new foreign uh, investment law uh, since uh, 2020 uh, in China. Well, uh, the new law grants uh, foreign investment national treatment uh, with uh, administration for reduced uh, negative lease. And uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic still looming over the global economy, uh, actually China is leaning toward capitalizing on the strength of its sizable domestic market, market uh, to create a new growth model uh, based on the uh, complementary relationship between the so-called uh, domestic and international market bill circulation. Uh, during the 14 five-year plan uh, covering the period from 2021 to 2025. So yeah. together with the RCEP, uh, with the uh, more trade liberalization, uh, this will certainly strengthen the supply chain relationship between China and other Asian economy and further integrate industrial development uh, in the region over the next few decades. Yeah. And Wing, I want to follow up and ask you about the amplifying effects China may have on RCEP. We know that China is committed to constantly reform and opening up, right? And President Xi Jinping has said on several occasions that China's door of opening up will open even wider going forward. So how do you see China's commitment to reform and opening up as an amplifier for RCEP in terms of providing more opportunities in the region? Wing, what are your thoughts? Well, but if we come back to the uh, RCEP agreement and provisions, well, all the members committed the uh, 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 national treatment uh, to the foreign investor. Well, uh, we can see that uh, setting up a present in China actually is very easy right now. And uh, at the same time, well, uh, the uh, negative release for the foreign investment just rolled out uh, before the end of uh, uh, 2021 has already already been reduced to a very much, you know, to a very quick extent. On top of this, uh, why not the uh, other uh, Asian countries and also the oceanic uh, economies uh, uh, tap into the Chinese uh, market by uh, making use of the RCP liberalization measures and at the same time their liberalization measures are adopted by China at this moment. Mm.
Michael, we are in an era where Chinese companies are increasingly going global, and one of their favorite destinations is definitely Southeast Asia. So a lot of Chinese companies have invested in ASEAN uh, economies. So have you seen Chinese companies, when they invest in the region, are, are they building out the industries in these countries as well, and, and further, I guess, supporting them to be better prepared to take advantages of RCEP? Oh, uh, definitely. I think China is one of the largest economy. So Chinese company investing in the region can bring along large amount of capital resources, inject technology and technical knowledge transfer, as well as skill set to help the domestic company that are lacking in the ASEP country. Uh, Malaysia, for example, we have uh, some very big uh, Chinese company investing here. Not only the big company come, they will bring in the supporting industry, and the supporting industry will help the local business partner to build up their industrial capability in the particular industry. Uh, and uh, another area is a China company can also assist in the area of automation, the adoption of digitalized technology, as some ASEP country moves toward uh, IR 4.0. And also we are moving into 5G. I think Chinese company can really help uh, to upgrade the technology in this country. Hmm. The Hong Kong Trade and Industry Department reports that the trade volume between Hong Kong and RCEP members reached $962 billion in 2021. That accounted for 70% of the Special Administrative Region's total trade volume. Hong Kong submitted an application to join RCEP in January 2022. The Chinese mainland has made clear that it will actively support Hong Kong's early accession to RCEP. Hong Kong can definitely play a supporting role in terms of supporting Chinese mainland companies or any uh, foreign company based on the Chinese mainland, I feel, to go abroad. Uh, Wing, what advantages does Hong Kong and China's Greater Bay Area overall have in supporting businesses to fully utilize what's on offer in RCEP? Oh, yes. Well, uh, although Hong Kong is not yet an RCEP member at this moment, uh, the city will continue to play an uh, important role in promoting uh, the RCP trade, in particular the intra-regional trade between uh, the, uh, the Chinese mainland and other RCP members. Well, according to one of our survey, uh, jointly undertaken with the Department of Commerce of Guangdong Province, uh, Hong Kong is indeed considered by most uh, mainland companies in the Greater Bay Area uh, as their priority uh, business platform outside the uh, mainland when they seek to go out and invest abroad, uh, including the RCEP members. This is not a surprising uh, result, as uh, uh, more, almost 60% of uh, the Chinese mainland's outbound uh, investment uh, is right now channeled through Hong Kong, uh, according to the figures of the uh, Ministry of Commerce. Uh, indeed, most mainland investment were made through Hong Kong business platform, which says a springboard to the rest of Asia and other regions. Well, all this revealed that Hong Kong is an important uh, business platform to facilitate trade and investment between uh, the mainland, Asia, and other parts of the world, given its status as one of the uh, member cities in the Greater Bay Area. Mm. Uh, Michael, how do Malaysian businesses view the opportunities available from RCEP? Malaysia stands to benefit in terms of geographical location of participating country, supported by better trade facilitation to lower transaction costs for businesses and investors. 
But I also like to mention about the uh, what Wing said about the Greater Bay Area. For Malaysian or for some ASEAN member, we also look into Greater Bay Area uh, because that is another engine of growth in China. Uh, China would be the main engine of growth within ASEAN, but uh, the Greater Bay Area would be a totally different uh, type of growth uh, coming from uh, China. It would be financial, technology, uh, and uh, uh uh, information, digital, e-commerce, they will be coming from Greater Bay Area. And I think Hong Kong will play a very, very important role to not only to bring the Chinese company out of the of China, but also to facilitate a company from other ASEAN members or other ASEAN members to enter into China. Absolutely. I mean, China's Greater Bay Area, definitely another platform to amplify RCEP. Going forward, Wing, how open of an agreement is RCEP for new members to join? There is a provision in the RCEP agreement that uh, it is open for accession by any state or, or custom territory. 18 months after the, the day of entry into force of the agreement, uh, therefore the RCEP agreement is open to all the interested parties to join. Hmm. Well, we have time for one final question, and Michael, I want to leave that to you. So with RCEP, Michael, how definitively can we say that the world's economic center of gravity is indeed now increasingly here in the East? I think it's, we can definitely say that because, as you know, East Asia with China, Japan and Korea in RCEP, they are the world's largest and most prosperous economy. Uh, so the economy is moving. The engine of growth is there and the manufacturing base are, are manufacturing because if RCEP, the whole region uh, will have a boost in trade and business. So I can say definitely uh, it will move to the east if there's no other free trade agreement coming up, uh, only with RCEP. All right. And on that note, we're going to have to wrap up our conversation. Of course, RCEP, again, this is the largest free trade agreement in the world. It has come into force for the majority of countries uh, under the agreement. Some will still need to ratify, but will ratify very, very soon. But at the end of the day, definitely RCEP is also a big win for multilateralism and focusing on the win-win elements that we see in globalization today. So a fascinating talk. Thank you so much to you both for sharing your insights and thoughts on this. Michael Chai Wan Chu, Secretary General of the National Chamber of Commerce and Industry of Malaysia, as well as Wing Chu, head of the Business Advisory Section of the Research Department at the Hong Kong Trade Development Council. Michael, Wing, again, thank you both for your time and your insights. It's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, and that's going to wrap up our special on the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. I'm Michael Wong here in Beijing. We'll see you again next time.